Welcome to another Wheel Nerds podcast. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 135. I'm Chuck. I'm Todd. We're going we're gonna to be talking about uh, motorcycles ah, and ice cream. You just, uh, you, you know, we're, we're doing a show, right? Yeah, ice cream. Um, just take your time. No, it's cool. That's fine. And there's a little bit in the bottom. Uh huh. Yeah. Just, is it is it good? There's like a little bit of sauce. You doing all right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's running down your chin. It's ah. Uh, this was a beard spark. That's oh my god. Ah oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm, I'll get some of that sauce later. Don't touch me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like you don't? You've never eaten ice cream. Not during the intro for the show. Well, I was a big ice cream. And, you know, I wasn't Did, finished yet. Were you out of farts this evening or something? What? <laughs> I have a new disgusting habit to fill the gap. <laughs> you felt a void yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. No, it's mostly that I had ice cream. Last week's ice cream show, well, I'd like to say it got me on an ice cream kick, but let's be honest. <laughs> I've existed on an ice cream kick since before I was born. <laughs> Well, you know, listeners are suggesting uh, ice cream severance for you. Mm, so, mm. How, how much was that ice cream cup? <laughs> Five bucks. <laughs> that, I'm afraid we don't have money for that in our petty <laughs> cash budget. <laughs> Having paid the hosting fees and for the equipment, and uh, yeah, we're, we're hosting. <laughs> Which reminds me, this week's episode is brought to us by Alan. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan. You paid for Todd's severance. Mm-hmm. Actually, so far, Ice Cream Todd is, is winning the, the fight. That's true. There, there's actually people on Team Todd who want you to stay around. Mm-hmm. I guess they don't want to just listen to me talking about whatever it is I talk about all day. Yeah, well, they, they, we couldn't deal with all this time of you blathering. Just like <laughs> they couldn't deal with a show that was made entirely of me feeling smugly superior. Made entirely of cheese. What would that sound like? Would, that even, <laughs> would there even be words? Hi, and welcome to Cheese Nerds. Please stop. <laughs> cheese nerds yeah yeah you know we'll have we'll have a piece of cheddar and a piece of that's like your, that's your thing. i don't know whatever cheese you are i, I did i didn't realize you you know you were the i feel strongly about artisan cheeses you do mm-hmm. well, what's not your really. favorite what's your favorite cheese cheddar cheddar i'm not actually that interesting okay well you could have said Belvita. i distinctly said cheese <laughs> <laughs> it's an argument i used to have with the ex yeah she thought Belvita was a cheese well, the X thought a lot of things. She does think a lot of things. Mm. And people tell me mm. she's very nice. Mm. Mm. That's what I hear. Mm. Mm. How are you? I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. I got, uh, we're, we're, I've had, I had this, this moment during the last week when I was like looking at a calendar and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I think the house is ready for the new, pretty much ready for the new baby. And we got a little bit of time and I started looking at weekends. I could go camping with the family. And I'm like, well, uh, no, there's something that weekend and that weekend. And then we're like two weeks away from the baby. Oh my God. <laughs> this baby is coming really soon. So you're like, what, six weeks? Uh, weeks? yeah, slightly like a little less than two months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh God. Oh, oh God, here it comes. <laughs> oh God. Are you going to get a trip in? Uh, not on the bike. Okay. Nah, this just, this just not going to happen on the bike. Yeah. We're getting to the point where my wife is, you know, like something falls on the floor and it, that's just where it's going to stay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's something else. Yeah. 
craziness. I realized something about myself. What's that? I don't like putting stickers on my bike. Really? There are no stickers on any of the cases on my bike. Really? <laughs> Not even wielders. That's surprising. <laughs> to, yeah, because remember the Viffer? It had stickers all over it. Yeah, it's covered in stickers. Yeah. I, I haven't put a single sticker on the on the, uh, the Buell cases or anything. Not even like the nice white like vinyl outlining kind of stickers? Not so good on the red? No. For the Damn. longest time, I was telling myself, all last year, I was telling myself, well... I don't want to waste putting stickers on this bike because it might explode. Right. Yeah. That's, that's fair. But it's been a, I've had the bike for about a year now. It's either going to explode or not. It's just sort of, you know, that ship has sailed, right? Yeah. And I'm just not putting, I got, my daughter gave me a sticker uh-huh. from her school and I put it on the inside of the top case. Wow. So I can see it when I open it, but uh-huh. that's it. My daughter put stickers on my bike and I made sure that they stayed there. She's got, she doesn't want this. Stickers on my bike either. I've been or the Ural. I've been letting her know she could sticker the Ural if she wants, mm-hmm. but she hasn't. No, the stickers look funny on the Ural. It's got. It had a few. It had a few. I, I took but, some of them off. But you know, it, it, if she wanted to, I'd be cool with it. You know. I think some of it depends on whether you ever, ever plan to sell the bike again. Yeah, I didn't really sticker my Ural up because I knew that I'd eventually sell it. Yeah, and they're not even that hard to take off. You know, you get some of that goop. Goop off mm-hmm. stuff. It's not. I mean, I de-stickered the, the Viffer. Mm-hmm. That was a job. Yeah, I bet that thing. So. Was, that thing was festooned. <laughs> I should have left it that way. <laughs> I was half go. tempted to just buy a new, uh, some new plastic for it and keep it. <laughs> but no, I just. I don't know. I just. I haven't put a, not even our sticker. Hmm. It's peculiar. Yeah. I've got our sticker all over the place. I know. I I can see that. <laughs> You know, it's not. I've a, got it on on both both of the the pipes and and the know, hand guards and the. It doesn't. You can't use it for patching your pants. Sure, you can. They're good. Pants, Let me correct patches. that. You shouldn't use it for patching your pants. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> well, I, I needed something. Yeah, as cool as the sentiment is, you know, not so much. Yeah. Oh well. So, one of our fake Todds. This mm-hmm. is cool. Is going to be test riding a Modus this really? week. Ooh, neat. Or, wait, depending on when this show comes out, last week. Ah. So maybe on the next show we can get them to talk about it. Ooh, definitely. Yeah. Because they want to let us on it. Sure. Well, why the hell would they do that? And apparently it took him a phone call to get it. Because they were doing demo rides. You know, uh-huh. they got their demo thing going. Yeah. And I guess they were out of spots. So he called. And was like, hey. Uh, yeah. You know. And they, they were like calling him back and pre-qualifying him. We're sorry. Well, I think it was more like, how much money do you make? A lot. (laughs) 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 I run one of the most successful motorcycle podcasts in in the world. (laughs) How much does that make a year? (laughs) Quite a bit under the circumstances. (laughs) You know, we we do do good. We do well. Can I ride your bike? (laughs) Can you buy me lunch? But you pulled up on a shitbox drum. (laughs) <laughs> buy me lunch <laughs> so you want to jump into some uh some ads here let's, yeah i think there's some, some i think there's some smoking deals to be had out there let's talk about this one first and just let's okay just get this one out this of the is way. the thing that everybody needs if you don't have one of these what the hell are you doing this is the harley bubble the for 175 dollars the what 
New cost is $300, so this is a smoking freaking deal. What gets me is this is the, the Turing model. This is the Harley Bubble Turing model. 110 volt is designed to constantly flow filtered air over the bike, providing a dust-free, condensation-free environment that greatly decreases the chance of corrosion during storage. The bike stays clean, dry, and best of all, can be viewed while it's being stored. It has been used twice, and I traded for a chopper trike, which will not fit in it. It fits models with windshields and tour pack luggage carriers. does not fit trike or models equipped with a sidecar. A jiffy stand coaster is included. So this is a plastic bubble. You know what actually this is? I don't understand. This is one of those front yard snowmen. You know, that, like, blow up the snowman with a little blower yeah, in it? there's, like, that you can like side. You can, like, like, ride your bike into. And you can put, like, a, a Santa on it? Yeah. And yeah. it blows snow around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Well, if you've got your Harley and it's... Brace yourself. Try not to giggle. Ready? We're not giggling in this one. If you have a Harley and it sits for a really long time... <laughs> <laughs> you could put this in it so that it won't get dust on it. Dust-free, condensation-free. Mm-hmm. It makes it sound like, uh, what is this, the fucking Antiques Roadshow? Yeah. Look you... at my 2011 vintage Harley Wide Glide. It's the FCDX BBQ LOL. Skulls. Yeah. This, this has no corrosion. Thanks to my Harley. Why is this a thing? Because Harley. <laughs> Who uses this, this? This is a joke that writes itself. Who uses this? The same people who have giant blow-up snowmen that they park their bikes in. I mean, you can't park your bike in a giant blow-up snowman for too long. Four four feet by ten feet, four by ten square foot. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. No, why? Yeah, it's great. You Come can on. live in it. Park your bike in it. Then your bike won't get, you know, dusty. How does that work? You, you, I don't actually know how you get the bike in. I hadn't worked that bit out yet. Because you, you inflate it up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you open it to put the bike in, wouldn't it just throw? I, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta put the bike in, it goes, and then it melts to your exhaust pipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! My Harley bubble! No, why? I mean, but, it, it, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. It's because, it's because your bikes are scummy, dust covered, condensation covered, scummy bikes. I don't With, with chances of corrosion during storage, Chuck. I don't get it. That's because, that's because you actually want to ride your bike. Does someone put, do you put this in your garage? I'm assuming so. I mean, where the hell else would you put it? Well, who, what kind of person in their right mind is going to keep their Harley Davidson in a garage? Those things should be in the living room. Maybe you put it in your living room. This appears to be on carpet. That's true. This does look like a living room. I'm sure the noise of the motor. And what, in case one of your children suddenly de- develops some extremely rare allergy to everything, you could put them in the bubble? Hey, too? there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know, your Harley needs a bubble. If you own a Harley and you don't have a bubble, you're not a real Harley owner. Maybe, oh, 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 oh. I what? know where the bubble is supposed to be for. What? You put the bubble... Inside your enclosed trailer that you take your Harley places with. <sighs> and it keeps the dust from, from getting into the enclosed trailer and getting to your Harley. Getting to your Harley. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't want to like get like, like, like dust from the road on your bike. So what happens when you get the Sturgis and you roll the Harley out? Well, you keep a cloth ring <laughs> to buff it at a moment's notice. Oh, oh god. Oh, oh, oh dust. No, wait, dust. Dust. Wait. Dust. Dust. You tow your Harley mm-hmm. in the bubble mm-hmm. on the flatbed. 
so everyone can see it. Oh, oh, at God, Sturgis. at Sturgis, yes. You can even sit in it waving at people. Wow, that's brilliant. You don't even have to ride. You and have someone throw fake snow over you. Yeah. You know, someone that's driving, you, you don't even have to pay attention to the road. No, no, you, you could, could be, be drunk. You could be three sheets to the wind inside you this could, bubble on yeah. a flatbed, waving to everyone with no dust anywhere on your bike. And if you vomit, it won't hit anybody. That's right. This okay, I understand. It makes this sense is, now. Yeah. They should have said this was the Harley Davidson Sturgis Touring Bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that you know what? That's actually that's it right there. That's why it's called the Touring Bubble. It's, it's meant okay. It's yeah. meant for you know touring around and going. I'm on a Harley. Yeah. This is a Harley in its natural habitat, mm-hmm. preserved for all time, like a zoo. So everyone can see it. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about any of those bikini wash girls getting no, wet. No, God, no, they're gonna get you they're to gonna get little water droplets all over it. Beer going anywhere? Oh, Lord, beer everywhere. This is this is perfect. This is this mm-hmm. is a force field mm-hmm. of righteousness yep. for your bike at yep. Sturgis. Absolutely. God damn it! Absolutely. Friggin'ly. No That's one can barf on it. Genius. Genius. Sold. I'll take two. It's too bad it doesn't fit trikes. Well, you know because. I found a trike. You found, oh my god. <laughs> you didn't just find a trike, Chuck. <laughs> I found, I found something very awesome. It's a 2008 Buell Ulysses trike. XB12XTP. Wow. I don't know what's funnier to me is that <laughs> this was converted to a trike or that it has this fairing. It appears to have one of those knockoff electric glide fairings. Yes, a, a hop batwing quadzilla. Mm-hmm. With AM, FM, stereo, XM radio. Mm-hmm. XM ready. Uh, yeah, so it's got radio in it. But, uh, so this is, and it's, apparently you can convert it back from a trike. Yeah, well, you, you basically just change the axle change out. Change the axle out. Purposes. Maybe the belt? A couple of things. Couple things, of things. But, I mean, so it looks like this was a trike for someone in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Is, is, yeah, it's got a little, like, wheelchair loader, picker-upper, doodad in the back and everything. Yeah, that's, that's the guess. I mean. Yeah. If you're in a wheelchair, this would be, you know, I, I don't know how the wheelchair person is supposed to get to the bike part. I haven't worked that bit out yet. Um, really strong upper body. Actually, yeah, that would probably work. You'd probably just clamber along the bike. But, yeah. you know, I mean, hell. Hell, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, this looks pretty cool. This looks like a well They, a they seem job. to have put it together pretty well. It's still a Delta trike, which I'm not particularly enamored of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're pretty common. Yep. Well, it's, 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 it's easier. It is what it is. It's an easy <laughs> conversion for this bike. You need to take the axle, and now you need to put the power into a different axle. Um, it's End of sentence. It's ready for, for touring. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it looks good. Yeah. AM, FM. XM ready. It looks yeah. like it was made to go places. Yeah, so you're going to get it? I mean, you're reaching a certain age now, Chuck. It's $20,000. You're almost trike age. It's $20,000. It won't explode much. If I had $20,000 burning a hole in my pocket, I'd have an SX sitting in the garage. Mm-hmm. Which wouldn't explode much. Well, at this point, no. If I had that $20,000 burning a hole in my pocket, I'd have two SXs burning mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting in the garage yeah, yeah. in case one exploded. I see. Yeah, that, that's sensible, actually. <laughs> yeah. at, at this point, with the you know the prices they're going for, it mm-hmm. would, and well, you actually just need one to salvage parts for, because apparently you can't get parts. Yeah, yeah. Just just in case it doesn't come out. Oh God! It needs one screw. <laughs> that was the master screw. <laughs> it was the Keystone screw. <laughs> no. 
Doom. Damn it. Doom. Horrible Doom. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Uh, so yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I like that mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Uh, let's see. Next up, um, we have a, uh, 2010 yeah, Kawasaki EX650 EX650. It's like an EX650, but twice as much, I guess. Ex- okay. Squared. 2500 in Fox. What? I think it means Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. It says Fox, though. It got salvage title. Runs and drives great. It pretty awesome deal for saving. This must be Jay's cousin down there. <laughs> in for saving gas. It's pretty awesome deal for saving gas. It's salvage cause it fell down and that led to broke all the plastic flares. It fell down? It fell down and that led to broke all the plastic flares. It sets a right there. Read flares. the thing. The motorcycle needs plastic flares only, which 288 brand new in eBay. This does not compute. Besides that, it needs nothing. Okay. $10 gas is enough for the whole week. Okay. Well, for, yeah. For more info, feel free to call our text. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who is clearly Jay. Now, he says all it needs is plastic. But that gas tank looks bang to hell. That gas tank is <laughs> not the shape that they come stock. <laughs> so I've it, seen a Ninja 650. I've seen one gigged out for touring. Steph's is an extremely well put together touring Ninja. And his tank doesn't look like that. I bet it doesn't have this much duct tape on it either. Uh, no, it has some substantially less duct tape on it. This There's is... duct tape holding the windshield on. There's duct tape holding the fairings together. There's duct tape, it appears, around the headlight to hold it on. And it looks like there might have been an impound notice on the windshield. Uh, it's hard to say what that is on the windshield, <laughs> but you know, it did fill down. <laughs> it filled down, and all the and plastic it, flares are broken. It deployed its flares <laughs> <laughs> somewhere far away. Someone looks into the sky and saw the green. A Kawasaki is in danger. This is a bike from Megaforce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. And he wants 2500 for it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a, that's a, um, um, for a salvage title. It filled down and it broke all the plastic flares. I'm also going to throw out that a crash that is strong enough to break the plastic flares and leave a giant ding like that on the windshield of the tank. Yeah. Could possibly have done some other damage, you know? Nah. He says it's fine. It just filled down. It, it, awesome. Deal. <sighs> gas. Mmm. Gas. Gas. Yes. It yes. got salvage title. He leaves a number so you can call Jay or some reasonable facsimile thereof. Don't. Uh, let's let's look at another Buell. Since okay, we're, we're, we're in a Buell, Buell place. Here. Yep. Wow, this is his bike you need, Chuck. This picture says it all. Sadly, this, they can't see it. This is a uh, Buell Blast. Well, they can go to our show notes and look That's at true, it. That's true, yeah. This is a Buell Blast 500. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I think was sawn in half with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then... Roughly put back together to be twice as long. Mm-hmm. Uh, great motorcycle to ride, but needs a new chain and minor work done, like putting it back together the way it was. <laughs> Easy fix, runs great. Practically a new motor. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he must have done this this to it brand new and didn't have much chance to ride it. Uh, this thing looks like a wasp. Yeah, yeah. They 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 took the entire, I guess the entire subframe and stuff off. Yeah. Just, wow, man. This is horrible. I wonder where that back wheel is from, because the back wheel appears to be outsized for the Buell. Yeah. And look how low that seat is. I mean, you're, how, how you... And it's chained, so he had to have modified it. So it needs a new, you know what it is? It doesn't need a new chain. It needs to, needs to have an actual chain fitted to it. <laughs> Since the blast is driven by a belt. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, that, well, that 
everything from like the the header back looks like a off a, a completely mm-hmm. different bike. Yep, I think so. So, why would you do that? How do you ride it? Because you want to be. Where you do know, your feet go? Is they, this a foot forward thing? Yeah, it's foot forward, hands That's forward. Horrible. It's the cool guy things, you know. Th- this person was like, they're in Fort Collins, right? They're going up to Boulder. Hang out with the hipsters and the hippies, uh-huh. you know, at the, at the places, and they're like, "Yeah, I've got a this is custom. I'm I'm, hip, a, I'm a hipster mechanic. Hipsters not going to go for this. No, they want they want to ride cafe. You can't even you can't say the word cafe looking at this bike. Cafe. Try again. Kawa. No, you're right. No, no, this is just an idiot's bike. This person should not have a motorcycle. We've got the motorcycle that this person should have. Do we? We do. And he'll only need 45 bucks for it. Really? Yep. Ooh. Motorcycle. $45 in Schaumburg. <laughs> Very good condition motorcycle. motorcycle. You know, I'm, I'm, I know some bikes, Chuck. I don't know all bikes. I'll freely admit that, but uh-huh. this looks a lot like a bicycle. Wait, wait. Let me stop you there. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's just, uh, let's just, Laid some conditions down. Okay. All right. Does it have two wheels? Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Does it have handlebars? Oh, yes. Yeah. Does it have brakes? Uh, it appears to, yes. Does it have a seat? Yeah. Does it have a place for your feet? Uh huh. Motorcycle. But motorcycle. Have, but you have to turn motor the pedal cycle to make it go. Motorcycle. It doesn't even appear. <laughs> it's not even a nice bicycle. <laughs> This is a Kmart bike. Yeah, it's a Kmart bike. <laughs> it's funny because the two, it's one of those Kmart bikes that has the extra tubes to make it look like a heavily reinforced mountain bike. Uh-huh. But it's totally a Kmart this bike. This is a Kmart bike. This yeah. is a Huffy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they don't a... call them Huffies anymore. But this one's called Next. <laughs> yes, Next. Next. Which is the Next Turbo. Huffy. Oh, wait. It says Turbo on the frame. Motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way it's got these straight upright dork bars. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, Gorish! You could hang a little basket on the front. <laughs> Aww. The, uh, is it road 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 legal? Is it road legal? Speaking, what? Yes. What? what? Motorcycle. <laughs> Motorcycle, forty five dollars available now. <laughs> Quickly before it's gone. Yep. Go get it. Okay. It blew. It, it, it blew. blew. It blew. And you know, I bet the gas mileage on it is phenomenal. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I bet you, it'll feel like you never have to buy gas. And ever. <laughs> this thing is perfect for this economy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, motorcycle. It's got a chain. Mm. Motorcycle. True, true. Wheels with spokes, even. Motor- Does that make it an adventure motorcycle? And knobbly yeah. tires. Knobbly Kmart tires. Adventure. Mm-hmm. 45 bucks. Go jump on it. Chain guard. There's something I want to talk about. Okay. So, like, the past week, mm-hmm. we've seen several road rage motorcycle versus car oh, God, incidents. Yeah. One ending with a dude just dying. Sure. Because she just he straight just up run a woman, ran a mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. And the other one, the dude got knocked off his bike because mm-hmm. he's admittedly being a dick. Mm-hmm. But still, I, I just want to boil this down into one one concrete pro tip for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a fucking car. Don't do that. You are small. You are bringing a pencil knife to a tank fight. Yep. Don't do that. 
You're poking a tank with a sharp stick. You lose. Every time, you freaking lose. And I've been there. I've been so mad, I kicked the bumper. I'm lucky I'm not dead. I just got a soda thrown at me. Yeah. But, you know, all the guy would have had to do is turn his wheel ever so slightly to the right. You're depending on the niceties of a society where we don't do that to each other. Where people who are so ragey, they would do dumb shit like yell at a car when they're on a motor... Wait, back up. The car driver is... I... Shit. These people are as big assholes as you are, and they have bigger fucking vehicles. Yes. Vehicles that are designed to kamikaze in the shit. Yes, yes. Our motorcycles they will kamikaze are into shit and walk away. <laughs> Our motorcycles aren't. <laughs> They're designed to disintegrate when they hit things. <laughs> the the impact uh, absorption zone of mm-hmm. a motorcycle, it's you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are the crumple zone. Yeah, I, it blows my mind. I'm like, I could totally understand getting mad at cars. And I used to get yeah, really worked up on I, I-80 about it all the time. You get really mad at them. Oh, yeah. I still remember I, when you flipped off that uh, semi. Yeah. Well, that but then awesome. you, you hit a point at a certain point where you're like, you realize, I can flip this guy off. And I can give him a piece of my mind around the next freaking corner. I mean, like <laughs> the next corner. There is going to be another one. Mm-hmm. And the corner after that, guess what's going to be there? Same shit. Yeah. Every single corner. I mean, they're everywhere. You could... No amount of you being a dick to them or yelling yep. at them or anything is going to change the fact that the world is full of assholes who can't drive. Yeah, let's look at that, that the dude that got knocked off his uh, bike by the BMW guy because he was texting. Mm-hmm. Or he was texting Adelaide and the dude yells at him not to text. Dude. Do you think that dude stopped texting? No. Shit, he no. was probably texting, just knocked over biker, LOL. LOL, crushed a biker, <laughs> fuck him, he's on a bike anyway. And th- there's this weird, like... Hashtag fuck him. Well, there, yeah, and there's that there's that whole strange, like, well, he's on a bike, so he deserves to die. Yeah, fuck what? him. Yeah. <laughs> fuck bikers. Yeah. 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 But then bikers have their own thing. They're like, oh, fuck car people. They're fuck just get out of my that, way, car. That, get out of my way, car. Pocket full of ball bearings. You didn't pay for the road. I got a hammer I keep on the side of the tank. Mm-hmm. And then they run me over. <laughs> Weird. How could you possibly run me over? All I did was knock out your mirror. Yeah, it's 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 like the it, it it's like the <laughs> Why are you not obeying the niceties of society when I'm not? It's like the headbutt video writ large across an entire society. Yes, yes. It's hey, like, it is if like everyone that. acts like assholes, everyone gets acted like assholes, too. Right. That's- oh. <laughs> Assholery is cyclical. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but that's how that headbutt video could have gone. Those guys, yeah. those right next to you, back in that truck and just put thump, it thump. in reverse. Yep. Yep. They'd be, you know, they could have got out and headbumped the body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's laughing now, asshole? And the funny thing about these is, is everyone feels like their anger justifies bad behavior. Yes, because that's the thing that you know. And this is some of this. I think is being a dad factor. Is you suddenly have this much broader thing of like, well, I'm mad, so I. And you think about like, what if my kid finishes? No. Oh shit. Okay. And you realize you're like, no, no, being mad doesn't justify any bad behavior on your part. There's a lot being of mad people is just who being are, mad. There's a lot of people who are dads who haven't reached that point. I know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, yeah. that's that's the reality of the situation. But it doesn't matter how mad you are. And boil it down again. It's just... You lose. You, yeah, you're on a motorcycle. You're not in a car. You lose. That's the whole thing. Go get your car. Then hit them. Okay. You, you okay. lose. I'm okay with that. Go get your car. Come back the next day. I would, I, I, would, I, would go, I would go a step further. If you're going to road rage and yell at somebody and do that... Take your bike and set it on fire 
and take your car and set it on fire and ride the fucking bus. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> well, Todd told me to light the car on fire, and then I ran him over with it. <laughs> it worked real good and set him on fire, too. <laughs> nice, Todd. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, the road rage gets you nowhere. It gets you nowhere in a car. It gets you nowhere on a bike. It's like. Legal notice, don't do not do that let, and hitting people. Oh, no, no. Let your own car on fire in your driveway. Don't hit it. Knock yourself out. Maybe don't do that either. I don't know. Ooh, that could go badly. Hey, that's, that's their car. They can do whatever they want with it. <laughs> what are you doing with your car, sir? I'm letting it on fire. Why? Todd told me to. Because it's a 95 Civic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Marshmallows? <laughs> the cop. <laughs> But yeah, so that that's that's the thing. I, I got so angry about it. And mm-hmm. that one dude wants people to I don't want understand. He wants I was a raging asshole. Other people were assholes back to me. I got hurt. I got hurt during the assholery and pity me. Insurance is is not insurance is not paying. They're like whatever because it's going to court or you know. Yeah, stuff. I, just, I don't even get yeah, it's, I mean, it sucks, but well, I just, why? It, why would you do that? Why it would sucks you pull and up? it's self-inflicted. Dude, I'm, I, this morning, I'm driving in on the bike. I look over, a dude is shaving <laughs> on the freeway, <laughs> 80 miles an hour. Wow. Who the fuck does that? I mean, besides that dude. <laughs> I thought that was just something in the movies. No, no, there's people doing all kinds of stuff. You see the people putting on makeup? Yeah, I see. Uh, all the time. But who? Sh- why would you shave? Because you get that shit all over your shirt. But maybe whiskers go somewhere. <laughs> you, you're ascribing a lot of thinking to these people, Chuck. <laughs> people who do these kind of things are not people who are good at thinking about anything, but specifically about consequences and mm-hmm. you know, you know, the, the actual effect of what they do and say. I usually use an electric shaver. It left shit all around my sink. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get in a car and be like, you know, it'd be great if I put myself in an enclosed environment. No, this can't possibly look tacky on my white business shirt. No, no, you'd be fine. Fuck. They just they just call you Harry. <laughs> hey, Harry's here. My name's actually it's actually Chuck. Whatever, Harry. <laughs> Okay, fuzzy if you prefer. You forgot your pants again. <laughs> God damn it! So we we have a uh, a return guest this week. Returning guest, someone actually came back to the show because I we want to talk to him about training. Mm-hmm. And he's your boss. Turns so out, let's bring him on. All right, so we're on with Dale, my boss over at Utah Rider Red. How's it going, Dale? Great. It finally quit raining. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a rough, rainy early season here in Utah. How how many of the classes you've had to teach so far this year have been in you know a few inches of rain? All of them. It feels like. What's that do to the the, the class dynamic? Um, Dampens it somewhat. By and large, it's pretty awesome. Actually, I mean, you get to people get to experience the fact that a motorcycle works in the rain. The hell you uh, say? Up until the point where they're so wet and cold that it becomes strictly a case of physical and mental survival. And then they're not learning anything. Okay. Man, that kind of sucks. Funny thing is the one class I've taught so far, it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I just lucked out. <laughs> Walked right in. Yeah, oh, it was nice. It was nice. Here you go, everyone. I like this. Could do this all day. So how long have you been running classes this year so far? 
since the first of March. So some of the big news this year with training, um, kind of, you know, with California basically not going with MSF for its training program. Instead, they went with Lee Parks, like a completely new program. And and you get conflicting stories about what actually happened there. Like I've seen the MSF saying that California kept changing the rules and they weren't cooperative. And California's like, MSF didn't even bid. Right, they didn't even bid. So what? why not? Because there was a clause in it that said that the curriculum has to be dynamic. And if they see that there's an area that should have more emphasis, they want the curriculum to be able to be changed and be a little more dynamic, have it tweaked now and then. And MSF is, uh, as always, of the opinion that unless there's a lot of field testing, um, research, etc., that they won't make any changes. So that was the crux of it. And they're like, well, if California says they want to be able to make changes on the fly, so to speak, then we're not even interested. Now, is this is this clause something that do you think California kind of threw that in there to get rid of the MSF? Well, no, just because I mean the curriculum itself as far as motorcycle safety goes, be it the MSF curriculum or the only other one that's been around for a long time, the Team Oregon slash Idaho curriculum, neither of them tend to be updated a whole heck of a lot for great periods of time. And, and, and there is some valid reasons for that. I mean, you can't just make changes willy and nilly and expect the tens of thousands of rider coaches nationwide to suddenly get it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the expense to changing a curriculum, making changes, is pretty high. So there's the economic aspect, and then there's the, you know, actually getting everybody on board aspect. So there's a little bit of validity to that side. I'd be interesting to see how, you know, the Lee Parks team is going to handle having to make some sort of change halfway through the year and going around and telling everybody, hey, you need to do this a little bit mm-hmm. different. Well, I, I guess my question is, um, and this uh, this is probably you got to pull out of your ass, but where did this come from, from California's point of view? California has been going with MSF for and MSF's program for so long. Did something happen in California that made someone say, like, oh, we need to have more control over this? They haven't been going with it for so long. I mean, they have for quite a while, but Prior to going with the MSF program, another individual by the name of Doug Fitz ran California for years and years and years. Oh, okay. And he had the contract for, oh gosh, probably 20 years out Mm -hmm. there. And not only that, but having been priorly associated with MSF, he wouldn't even allow them to teach in their own state. I mean, they had to do all their field testing out of state. Which was kind of cool for us. We got a lot of field testing done in the early 90s up here because they weren't allowed to do it in California. Oh, wow. So they've only had the California program since the uh, mid-late 2000s. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't go back as far as uh, many people would think. Okay. So is this guy the one that had like the one the kind of program where they were shouting at you? Um, 
I, that's that's one of the issues he had, I guess, with the MSF was we should probably not shout so oh, much. Because okay. <laughs> that that was the that was kind of like when I lived in California, San Diego, the eighties and nineties. That was sort of the reputation motorcycle training had was like a drill sergeant type dude would be yelling at you. Well, part of that, unfortunately, came from the fact that a lot of the MSF stuff came out of the military, and most of the people in charge out there for a long time were ex-military, mm-hmm. and uh, they honestly believed that, you know, we had directives that said flat out, you have got to coach every person every time they go by you on certain exercises. It's like, <laughs> are you shitting me? <laughs> really? We, we got we to say something to these guys that often? And you'd scare the daylights out of them, you know. They're like, why are you talking to me, you know? <laughs> Couldn't just say, like, great job? or <laughs> Yeah, no, no. It actually had the script. And, and, and the Arthur Murray dance steps painted in the parking lot. You have to be two feet out and three feet in from this exact point, you know. Is that why Todd does that weird shimmy in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that could be. You never know. But yeah, that's that's the old system. That's how that's how things rolled. I mean, obviously things are a lot looser now. Some lawyer figured out, hey, if you don't tell them exactly what to do, they can't sue us if everything goes sideways because we never told them exactly what to do. What? Wow. <laughs> Spooky. So that's why they loosened everything up. They're like, oh, wait a minute. Wow. If we say exactly do that and it doesn't go right, then we might have some liability. If we say, well, we told you to kind of do that, but we didn't say exactly, then they can push that off. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to hit that wall. Just you saying. should. You should probably not just, you know, grab a whole handful of that break at speed. That'd be bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's like, hey, you shouldn't tell people to do stuff. You should suggest it. Okay. All right. That's good. So, so speaking of the, the kind of the old way and the new way, and I guess the – there's the new and there's the new new. And we're, we're seeing, you know, the great new books, which I think are awesome, from MSF. Um, and then we've got this MSF program that kind of continually doesn't come out um, over and over. Oh, no, it's out. It's out. And it's actually been implemented in a couple of oh, states. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, it, it, it's, it, once again, you're going to the, the cost of implementation is pretty high. Okay. There's also the speculation of, gee, is it going to be any better? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're getting to where they're, they're going to pull. They, they've learned from the computer industry. Kind of like, you know, my QuickBooks, it sunsets every three years and you'll have no more support. Uh, they are completely phasing everything out here in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And everybody that uses their stuff is going to have to roll with the uh, whole new package. But it's not a cheap thing to do. You're talking about repainting parking lots, retraining instructors, new materials, um, and uh, yeah. So it's kind of it's it's kind of more than just a here. Here's a new book. Go teach. So have you had, have you had a chance to really kind of dig into what the new program is? Oh yeah, yeah. We've uh, we've gotten some trainings where they they did exercises and huge presentations on it. Uh, seen the curriculum and everything else. It's, uh, you know, it's a little different. Uh, It's not a lot different. I mean, there's only so much you can do with a motorcycle. Look at all the curriculums that are out there for anything, whether it be at basic or even advanced. I mean, they're all pretty much saying the same thing. They come up with their own little twist. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you can only do so much with a bike for crying out loud. Mm. 
<laughs> so, so do you think with the change to the new new curriculum, do you think a lot of places are going to be looking at all of their different options as opposed to just, well, we'll stick with the MSF because we've always had the MSF? Oh, without a doubt. There's, there's, there's uh, the whole thing with California. That's probably the big thing is everybody's watching to kind of see how this whole Lee Parks mm-hmm. thing goes. And, and, and everybody refers to it as like the Lee Parks curriculum, but he's got a pretty amazing team of folks mm-hmm. who ironically include one of the huge players in the last 20 years in MSF. Um, She's a gal that you see in the MSF videos, as a matter of fact, doing most of the riding. Oh, okay. She's not, wait, 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 wait. Is she, the, is she the one who asks you, is your gear ready? Is your body ready? Is your lipstick ready? No, 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 no. That's actually some sort of actress okay. gal. I forget what her name is. <laughs> Chick's getting on a bike. No, she's like the one that on. rides the bike that does the swerve after almost hitting the car when they're Oh, yeah, work. okay. Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, why were you that close to a car with a person in it that was stopped? Because you, you had to tell the driver to stop texting. Well, it, it made good TV, but it's like, you know, hey, guys, what was wrong with that picture? Oh, gee, she almost sideswiped a car with a person sitting in it that was either going to get out or pull out. But, <laughs> That's what you she know, said. It, it, it's good stuff. <laughs> and she's, she's a major player in the uh, Holy Parks thing, and I'm sure it had quite a bit to do with the development of the curriculum that they're using as well. So they've got a pretty good brain trust out there. They've got uh, the guy that was running Oregon for years and years and oh, years. Okay. Uh, so as well on their is, is losing California a big deal to the MSF overall, or is it is it just like, well, it's one of 50? You know, I don't know. I mean, as soon as they lost California, they went and picked up Indiana or something else. Yeah, fuck they, Indiana. Well, and, and, and they, they got it from the Indiana bait that was running it for years, so who knows how that is. Um, you know, and it heard it was a really good oh, program, bait? but yeah. there you go. I can imagine that program. Um, yeah, they actually ran an entire state program. You guys don't need helmets. Uh, Fuck that. It's cool. <laughs> right, right, you know. <laughs> don't wear helmets, except like, on our range. Are you kidding me? They they actually did a lot of amazing stuff on helmets. It was uh, pretty good stuff, really supporting them and i'm like wow that's that that, that just seems so bass backwards to me but you know it's like but, a, it's a lot of bait people I, I i i talk to are like helmets are a great idea but no one should tell me that i have to wear one right right well that's how come on that's how it's such a huge part of the motorcycle community is helmets are great but damn it nobody should tell me to wear one it's like well why aren't you wearing one uh because they're a great idea but nobody tells me reasons that. Like, oh, okay. I get it. Because the it. eye yeah. port restricts a couple degrees of vision that I need. No, it doesn't. You know, we 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 have tons of people that finish, you know, two days worth of learning all about safety, blah, 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 and they go to leave and they jump on a motorcycle and strap their helmet on the back and off they go. And you're like, uh, <laughs> what do you do when you see bit. that, Todd? <laughs> Die inside. <laughs> That's, that's just kind of how they roll. Okay, yeah. whatever, man. As long as you're aware, you know, we all have choices to make. You just have to live with the consequences or not. Yeah, or not, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, I had a group one time that did an experience class, and at the end of the class, they all sat there. There was like eight guys, and they all sat there and lit up a couple of fatties and asked if I wanted some before I rode away. 
<laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, man. <laughs> Is that Freedom Rock? Turn it up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really? We're going to like burn a fatty and listen to Leonard Skinner as we ride away? That's awesome, man. Well, let, let, let's be fair, Dale. If you, if you like rolled up and climbed out of a Volkswagen bus, nobody would look twice. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I've, I, you know, I, I tell you, I, I think I said this last time too, but I just picture Dale like Peter Fonda and Easy Rider, with with like a cup of gas station coffee in one hand and a cigarette hanging out of the corner of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> the, and the, the aviator sunglasses, just like, hey, man. Dude, those are Maui gyms, man. <laughs> <laughs> So he's upgraded, but still, you know. I got those on the islands, bro. <laughs> I just can't get shaken. I can't. Sh- it, it just gets more and more firmly entrenched. Oh, that reminds me of the video talking about the, the, the helmet living with consequences. Someone posted a goddamn video in the Buell forum of a dude defacing himself in a crash. Ow. Ow. With, like, no warning about what the video was like. Oh, it's a motorcycle crash. Oh, like, oh my God, it's hanging from his nose. And he's, like, picking at it. Because you know he's in shock. He doesn't realize what's happened. And he's just like, something's hanging off of my face. Yeah, it's your face. No. Man, I, I, I hate that stuff. I am so glad that we're not like driver's ed where we actually show gory oh, videos God. and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I, I can't imagine people would... People just get up and leave. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, fuck this! Oh, this shit! <laughs> I don't need a motorcycle that bad." We've, we've, no, we've seen. You know, I, people are amazing. I, I know an, of an individual who spent a bunch of time in the hospital doing rehab and everything else for brain injury and yada yada yada. She gets out, gets back on her bike, and says, "No, I'm not wearing a helmet." It's like, are you kidding me? Really? Whatever. I lived once. What could go wrong? Were you not taking right, notes? Right, right. Yeah. I, I don't remember. Yeah, kidding. <laughs> I was like, really? But, you know, there you go. It's it's choices in life, isn't it? Yeah. So when when is Utah going to go to the new program? Or are you guys already starting that? Um, there's, there, there's been a lot of debate as to whether we're going to go that way or not. And uh, part of it was, well, well, a huge part of it was we, we didn't want to go with an expanded classroom version. I mean, who the hell needs an extra four hours of classroom? You know, that's, that's, that's not really what the kids want to do. I mean, they want to ride motorcycles. Yeah. They'll listen to you for a while because that's the price they pay, but they they don't want to do an extra four hours of that crap. Even Harley quit doing the bazillion hour classroom sessions. Um, mm-hmm. because they figured out that that was really irritating. That was taking time away from the, the uh, store tour. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So so <laughs> MSF has finally said, hey, guess what? You don't have to add a whole grundle classroom anymore. So they're kind of okay. tweaking what they're doing a little bit to try and uh, accommodate certain states or different states. And they're, they're saying, yeah, you can tweak things a little bit to meet your needs. And we're like, okay, awesome. We'll we'll tweak a bunch then. So we're we're, <laughs> we're kind of looking at options. I mean, there's there's that whole there's that whole Idaho thing, and the Idaho program, which is almost the same as the Oregon program, was developed with state funds, which means it's uh, non proprietary. Hmm. Oh, so it could become a Utah program pretty easily. Anybody could use that stuff. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, MSF stuff's proprietary, copyright, blah blah blah. So you have to. 
cross the T's and dot the I's with those folks anytime you play with their stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything that's done with public money is pretty much open access and that's what they say. Hey, here, you guys can have this stuff. We don't care. Flip side is we got to maintain it ourselves and yada yada. But Well, there's a lot of downsides. I mean, that, that whole reciprocity thing is huge. And California doesn't count because they never had it. It was always ironic that MSF ran California and it was their stuff. And it's the same thing we were doing everywhere else. But that's the one state in the country that would not accept anybody else's completion card. Hmm. Well, I know Idaho you takes know, ours because get... I had a kid last week who was asking, who was saying, I got to take this back to Idaho. I said, geez, they have a different program. He said, no, I called the DMV. They were like, yeah. Oh, no, they're, yeah, they're totally good with it. We get people coming to classes in Ogden, not Idaho. Mm-hmm. Wait, you mean there's yeah. not there's not a lot of classes in the southern part of Idaho, which is populated by cows? Mutants? Uh, yeah, that, isn't there like an atomic city there? Or Mutant something? cows? <laughs> I heard that's that's and where they the, went. And to make northern fallout. Idaho is populated with the skinhead separatists, so I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you can only take a class right in the middle. <laughs> Any chance you guys might talk to Lee Parks? We have. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what do you guys, what do you think of his program? I think it's it looks very interesting. Uh, it, it could be really viable, other than the uh, price tag, mm-hmm. which which makes MSF look like a real charity. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask that. (laughs) MSF basically, you know, their, their whole, their whole cost of admission gig is, you know, buying workbooks and instructor materials and yada, yada, yada. Lee Parks is, uh, yeah, not quite in the same league. That's definitely a full-blown, for-profit... Have you talked to Lee himself? uh, We've talked to Lee's people, and we've gotten two bids from Lee, actually. But you haven't talked to to Lee Parks himself? Oh, God, here we go. No? No? Chuck Chuck is convinced Lee Parks is is old me. Yeah, Lee Parks is old Todd. Add 15 years to Todd, that's Lee Parks. Yeah. The way he talks, his mannerisms, everything. That's why, so when you say, like, oh, this means kind of more capitalistic and more making profit, I'm looking at Todd, I'm like, yeah, Todd would do that. <laughs> well, in fairness, he also doesn't have, I mean, MSF's major backer is all the people selling bikes. Yeah. Honda, Yamazuki, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Todd would say that. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, they are, they are extremely heavily funded mm-hmm. for a reason. <clears throat> we need to make customers quick. <laughs> Cut out four hours of classroom. <laughs> MSF has been run for a long time by a gentleman who's a really great guy, but he also was the head of marketing for Suzuki North America. That sounds cool. So, so you know, he comes from the marketing side of the house. It's all good. <laughs> it is what it and is. At least I mean, they're, they're willing to help subsidize the train, any training at all. So There's always bait and switch. I mean, come on, we do bait and switch. We're like, yeah, we're going to get you a waiver for your driving test at the DMV. Oops, it's only for And the vast majority of people who walk in the door say, yeah, I'm only here to get my license. And by halfway through the class, they're like, holy cow, man, I've learned so much. And it's like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's kind of... That's kind of a side effect of coming to a class that you didn't expect, and we surprised Now I got my license waiver for my 1800cc hog. Eh, about that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's, you know, I mean, when you've been riding all your life. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I came up with the best comeback the other day, and I didn't say it to a customer, for which you must thank me. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the, when, when you get the, you know, the I've been riding a really long time, or I've been riding since before you were born kind of thing, and I just want to look at them and go, yeah, you're right. You've sucked for a really long time, huh? <laughs> Why? A guy told me he'd been riding all his life. And I said, well, what was the last motorcycle you had? He goes, oh, it was a Honda Dream. <laughs> I'm like, really? So you're into antique bikes? Well, no, I bought it new. <laughs> Did you keep it a long time? Well, yeah, I kept it. You 200 know, miles. Five years. And I'm thinking, okay, so, and I, 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 you know, I'm such a tactful guy. I said to him, I said, so you're, what you're telling me is you've thought about riding all your life. <laughs> visualizing it yeah the last motorcycle you had was in the 60s man and he's like well yeah but i've always been a rider at heart you know? and like, there you go. now we're getting to the truth of the matter i go to the harley store every weekend i get two magazines i buy t-shirts hey wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute no 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 now we're going to the beamer shop every week to look at gs's and think about riding to tierra del fuego Oh. Aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah, all our ADV boys with those really fancy, totally kitted out, yeah. every gizmo on the planet, GSs that that ride it to the country club Starbucks. or Starbucks and yeah. sit around and talk about riding the Tierra del Fuego. Did you see that picture on our Facebook page, Todd? The one I posted. Was that you? That, that was, was me. Yes, with the <laughs> three the... adventure bikes in a row of the. No, no, not that picture. No, no, no. no. The one with the motorhome towing the Suburban with a GS sitting on a rack. No, but that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, some of those guys do amazing stuff, but it's just, you know, it, everything's cyclical, isn't mm -hmm. it? Thank God the chopper thing went away. Why does the KTM guy hate you, by the way? He didn't hate me. He just, just chooses not to associate. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Did you change the logo on your bike? I thought it was No, it's still got the, it's still got the Beamer logo stuck on the side. Yeah, you got your bike and the and the and multi a Ducati right, right between us and, and there's then, the, like, the fancy new KTM. The KTM's computers couldn't stand being scooted over, strong. pointed the other direction. My my aura of 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 warranty voiding was too big for it. <laughs> <laughs> too much warranty. <laughs> I th it feels like people are going back to the baggers. I I I feels like it's coming back. A lot of the people I'm talking to at class were talking about, you know, they want to get up, especially the returning guys, of course. <laughs> I want to get a big bagger, you know, it's going to be big. I'm like, it's 20 well, years, know, huh? The funny thing is, the baggers have been the best-selling Harleys for for many years, oh, yeah. for several years. You know, other than, other than the Sportsters, and mm -hmm. I, I got myself in trouble at a uh, retail location regarding that particular brand one time. <laughs> <when> I, <laughs> When I asked somebody who might have been in charge about the fact that I was recommending people do test rides and figure out what they really want, I was told, no, we sell Sportsters because then, uh, you know, we know we'll get it back within a year or two and sell another bike. <laughs> so it's it's marketing, and, and they do an amazing job of that, that whole marketing thing. Do they still do that? program where if you buy a sportster they'll like do full trade-in on it i don't know no oh, they stopped oh, doing that no. okay oh they, they they quit doing that a long time ago yeah Shows you how although I pay. Now, now the latest thing in rider training is the fact that they're giving away free classes yeah the uh the the harley's doing that there's actually there's a 
There's the guy in town who builds the bobbers. He was in one of my classes last year. People buy these way too expensive bobbers from him. He'll just pay for our class. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like hmm, business opportunity. But, but, well, the issue I have with the whole bobber thing is just about anybody with a, a grinder and a freaking welder can make bobbers these days. I'm pretty sure you need a beard, too, now. Do you? Yeah, and tight jeans. <laughs> well, if you had a beard, aren't you making cafe racers? Yeah, it could be. Bobbers <laughs> do, are popular, do, too. Do you, have to, do you have to have hair to go with that? Yeah, flexible. As long as you got enough facial hair, you, you know. I think that counts. Yeah, okay. and you can, and you can, uh-huh. and if you wax it, that makes it. You know, you get more cred. Nice, nice. Damn it, <laughs> damn it! If I could only grow facial hair, I could make money. <laughs> yes, that's that's the secret. Apparently, I've got a grinder. I just have to learn to weld. But then again, looking at some of those bobbers, I guess I don't really have to learn to weld. You could, just, you could teach <laughs> yourself well. welding while you're doing it. Think of think of think. Very well. There's your new profit margin. Every time we rotate something out of the fleet, you just you know <laughs> turn it into a bobber. Bobber. <laughs> that work. Or cafe. What was the new bike you guys just got? Oh, the uh, the CB three hundred. What are you guys thinking of those? Oh, I like it very much. It's a little top heavy. It feels like three hundred is a really neat bike. You know, the only thing the only thing happening with the small bikes that are coming out now that are fuel injected. I mean, I've got an FZ09, and people whine about the FZ09, but that's because they've never ridden some of the small fuel injected bikes. Uh, those things, throttle wise. Somebody really needs to get their act together. Yeah, it's that, that, that's been a problem. Even the Strom, which is not at all small, it's that that bottom little bit of the throttle is kind of light switchy. It's not right. Well, really, so the three is twitchy. When the fuel injection turns off and then turns on, yeah, that's a problem. But <laughs> what? You have to be smooth. Oh, that that see the, the the trouble with fuel injection is so it's, it, you've got a bunch of square steps up right through your throttle yeah. based upon its position. Well, the movement from zero to the first step gives you immediately you know like three. If there's ten steps, then it's ten percent gas. It's not that bad, right. but it's you know. So you gotta be you gotta be smooth. You gotta be real smooth, honey. Am I smooth? As butter, baby. So I guess I'm okay. <laughs> You never heard of smooth. You read a Buell. You didn't know if you were smooth. It was all jerky. Yeah, it does that. Yeah, I, 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 it's cool. It's a cool bike. I definitely, I, I, it feels top heavy to me. But you know, whatever. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You have a Strom, and you think a three hundred F is top heavy? Yeah, I know top heavy, dude. I am. I am a freaking authority on top heavy. Okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> I know what top heavy feels like, and the three hundred is a little top heavy. <laughs> and it also looks like a B king. That's the weird part: is all all the little like naked. For some reason, they've decided all of the small naked sport bikes need to look like a B king. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! But they Suzuki's got the two fifty B king. Yeah, they do. They do. Which you're not allowed to call the B king. I hear it. Suzuki dealers. We king. It's the it's it's the, the yeah, we king. It's the we king or the the GW. The GW, yeah. yeah. Call it the Wee King. Yeah, but then you look at the Honda 300, it looks almost exactly like it. It's red, but it looks exactly yeah, but like if it. You look at, my only issue with that, and the reason we don't have any, is if you look at that GW Bee King thing, man, that thing has more plastic on it. Yeah, that'd be... And then even not for the, long. <laughs> more plastic. Yeah, yeah. You mean it's and got it's a real, lot of plastic on it, like a Bee King? 
I mean, the, the 300Fs and even the CBR250s seem to go down pretty well. They crash well. The CTX uh, 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 650 crashes really well, or 700 crashes really well, too. Do you really? Guys have, yeah, I had, the, the, I had to haul the guy and his bike up. <laughs> Ouch. There was some. There was some. We had, we had that poor guy. Actually, uh, thought he was going to miss the turn into the parking lot and laid his bike down in Redwood Road a couple weeks ago, right in front of the fire station. They didn't even have to. They did actually bring the truck out to block traffic, but most of them just walked to the scene. <laughs> okay, here we are. <laughs> and, and, and you know, unfortunately, he was not too bad off, and it was all good. Do you guys have any groms? Grom, gromination, man. We don't, we don't have any. We're fleet. slowly grominating everybody. <laughs> do you do any we have teaching? A select, we have a select grom. We don't have a fleet of groms. Okay. <laughs> you save it for like the really short person in the class? I, I'm pretty sure actually what happens is because it's Dale's groms grom. Are not, groms are not really short. See that, actually. Really? Yeah, they're, they're shockingly not. They look like it, but when you actually sit on it and ride it, you're like, holy cow, it's nowhere near as low as I thought it was. It's not even close to being as low as, uh, you know, uh, a V-Star 250 or anything like that. It felt pretty low to me when I sat on one. Well. Well, It could be because you're fat. It's 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 true. (laughs) I I went and sat in a machine yesterday that told me exactly how fat I was. Well, yeah, with the compressed suspension, it's probably a little lower. It said fat. <laughs> my, my diet of, uh, you know, caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol, the three main food groups, keeps me fairly lit. Light, <laughs> Is that the secret? I'm missing some of my major food groups. I've only got two of those. So, so I got – now I'm curious now because I, I, just, I just realized this whole new way of looking at small bikes is how do they crash? How are they going to live? Is the Grom going to survive being in class? You know, I haven't seen a Grom go down. I'm not thinking they're going to crash near as well as the uh, CB300s. Mm-hmm. I, I have been totally astounded. I mean, I've seen those babies go down already, and they tend to come out unscathed. Yeah, yeah. And fortunately, fortunately, if they are scathed, they're a portion of the growing segment of motorcycles coming from countries that produce extremely cheap parts. Hmm. Those bikes are all built in India. Oh. Yeah. So you can same get the drop. little replacement quite readily. You know, same with the uh, new Harley 500 and 750. And yeah, the streets. Ironically, ironically, after a period of time with the new factory up and running, they laid off a bunch of people from Kansas City. So I would imagine we may start seeing more of the uh, Harley-Davidson's coming out of India than was originally uh really shocking because that was like uh that was a a bullet point they were an asterisk gonna all our streets are going to be made in the usa here Uh, america assembled assembled Uh, Uh, put the handlebars on (laughs) put this harley sticker on it Okay. Hang up the T-shirts and. Well, good. wait a minute, wait a minute, though. But think about it. I mean, where did they make? Uh, heck, they're making some of the Ducatis in India or somewhere like that now. Even I mean, everything's getting outsourced all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Has you been know? for a while. Mm-hmm. It has been. Yeah. You, shoot, we got. I have trainer bikes that were made in Malaysia for crying out loud. Yeah. Do you mean even find find me a bike anywhere? 
whose fuel injection system was not made in Japan mm. or China or the States. Those are pretty much the three places that produce fuel injection systems. Yeah, and, and, and I got no issue with where a bike comes from, other than, you know, if you're going to beat your chest about America. having it come from somewhere it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, did you see that the article about uh, EBRs? Not EBR, I'm sorry. Heroes, new EBR Design 250. Oh. It's not coming out anytime soon. Oh. <laughs> they're having to push it back. <laughs> Instead, they're going to uh, restyle one of their older older uh, stolen Honda models. <laughs> I think it's like the Rakim or the Rakiri or something. The, uh, the, the, their new Totally Not a Nighthawk? They're going to put like new plastic on it. And introduce that as their new model the r model nice well we're 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 on the verge we've been on the verge forever of the korean invasion and hmm. we tried that chinese invasion back in what 08 07 08 09 hmm. and that didn't work out so well <laughs> no i mean they're still there in the scooter market of course no no name chinese scooters are a dime a dozen well, yeah, but the problem with that is if they break, usually they'll just give you another one because you can't get parts, and if they do, they don't fit. Well, sure, they're a dime a dozen, though, so who cares? Yeah, you get a new bike. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, the, the whole Pep Boys Walmart motorcycle syndrome. That that one Chinese uh, adventure bike, there, there somebody two fifty yeah the two fifty. There's a couple uh, journalists rolling around on it. I, I live in fear. I saw some stuff on that, which sounds you know relatively interesting. Uh, that would be. I don't know that. I don't know. Maybe a two fifty adventure bike would be ideal. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Paul. Remember we had him on the mm-hmm. show with Nicole. Um, he rode it over to Overland Expo this past weekend, week hmm. week and a half ago. Seems to like it so far. All right, so talking about small bikes, what what do you feel like is not being served in small bikes right now? I mean, as a, as a tremendously rabid small bike consumer and smasher upper, <laughs> what do you feel just, like isn't there? I was discussing with somebody today the fact that we have an arms race going on with small bikes, which which is leading to the most perfect uh, end of the circle. Um, there was a time when there was amazing 400 CC motorcycles available, even in this country. And now that KTM's got the 390, Yamaha had to come out with a 328. Uh, the 250s are all bouncing up into the 300 to 350 CC range. And I'm hoping it all culminates with a badass 400. Hmm. Like the Honda CB1, the Suzuki uh, 400 Bandit. I mean, there was some great 400cc motorcycles, which those bikes, you know, let's face it, there are people that a 250 is just fine for, but there's not a whole lot of them really. Mm. Uh, um, you know, depending on what you're doing with your machine, but a 400 has the drivability of not being too big, but it's, it, shoot, you can still do anything with them than you can do with a big bike. Not that you couldn't do that. That, that guy with the GZ that had 48,000 miles on it that we ran into in Yellowstone, there had been to like 18 states on it. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it'll go anywhere you want. Not fast, but it'll go there. I get there. Yeah, yeah. It'll get there someday. I'm like, how did you get to Yellowstone without going over a pass, though? 
That'd be like the ultimate Freddie Flintstone exercise. <laughs> I got over it. <laughs> Pushing eventually. I had this tow hook. <laughs> shot at a truck. But yeah, I'm I'm seriously hoping that they're going to get there. That that would be so nice if the arms race led back to 400s, which were kind of an ideal little bike. Of course, being a 400 owner, I'm kind of biased. I'd be cool with a 400 or 500 bikes. Well, everybody's everybody's constantly commenting about the TU250 Suzuki's we have going. Oh, God, make it a 400, please. Yeah, but that had a 650 motor in that or a 400 motor in that. Ass kicking. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Just, just They could even throw, like, the, what, the DR400 motor in there. Yeah, why don't they? Yeah, that'd be all right with that. And, and, and it's got that. It's got that look like the Ducati Scrambler now and all the Triumphs, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, who knows? I mean, let's face it, the market's not really going much anywhere anyway because everybody's buying side-by-sides and God knows. Is anybody buying those Polaris things, those slingshot things? The slingshot? No, I don't think so. The car thing? Well, I I'm shit, uh, uh, saw a journalist in one. <laughs> I, there's one at a dealership here. I bet there is. Plaza Cycle has one, I think. Yeah, and they're and they're and they they passed a law. What was it last year that if you throw some lights on your quad, you on the side by sides, if they don't have them already, you can actually play them and drive them pretty much anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the side by sides. Yeah, I think you're limited to streets with less than a. 50 or 60 mile an hour speed limit, but oh. you can drive anywhere legally on the streets now, the side by side. So that's that. That is just so huge. And a lot of the old motorcycle riders are moving towards that. You know? Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, both of you being trainers. So let me, I've seen it kind of played out in the media a couple times that people are always talking about there's well, what's the exact line I keep saying it's it's about how there's so many more people riding and there's so many more people oh that's what it is there's so many more people getting motorcycle training but accidents numbers and fatalities they don't seem to be impacted by that what what's your feeling about that well what's 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 ironic is that um, our training numbers seem to have mirrored the actual sales I mean everything went in the crapper in, in Utah in 2009, 2010, and the sales never really bounced back a whole lot, neither did the training numbers. But what's kind of cool is that uh, the Highway Safety Department actually came out and said flat out, hey, look, you know, our, our review of all the statistics the last several years shows that this whole awareness stuff and getting cars to see you isn't going to make as big an impact as getting people trained because between 60 and 70% of all the crashes they looked at, it was right or error. Mm. So, you know, there's, there, it's sad that there's not even more people wanting to work on developing skills. Was there, was there like an in, increase in, in rider accidents as, as training went down? Did they did they talk about those kind of numbers or no? And and, and really, percentage wise, I don't think you're really dealing with a whole lot of that in a correlation with rider training. I mean, they track. I think in the last ten years in the state of Utah, 
there have been two fatalities that involved people who had actually ever had any training. Everybody else had never had any training. Really? That speaks volumes. Wow. Volumes. Now, that's not crashes because those are hard to track. Yeah. But flat-out fatalities, in the last 10 years, there's only been like two people involved in those that have ever had any training. Wow. Yeah, there's walked, crawled, or rolled away. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. <laughs> no, that is, yeah, that is well, something. Claire actually started some big hubbub on the whole Facebook thing one time about why don't you take training. And most people said flat out because I don't think I need it. I think I'm a pretty good what? guy. What? Claire start hubbub on Facebook motorcycle groups? Oh, my God. You're kidding. That never happens. <laughs> but but the vast majority of people, I, and, and, and I'm sure Todd will back me up on this, um, you know, they come to us. And, and they're totally astounded when they take an ERC at their true skill level. I mean, they come in thinking that they've really got a handle on things. And by the time they're done, they're better riders by a long shot. And they're oftentimes blown away by that. They were thinking they were just going to get validated. One, one of my favorites by far is the husband who comes with the wife. Well, I already know how to ride. Like, yeah, I bet you do. Mm, I'm terrified. <laughs> into class. I'm terrified to take an ERC. I know what's going to happen. What? I'm going to fall over, uh-huh. and you're going to come over, and you're going to stand on the bike, and you're going to laugh. That's not true at all. I'd laugh Look at before me. I got to the bike. <laughs> he, he might take a he might take Are a you picture okay? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look me in the face and say, you're not going to hold me down while you laugh and take pictures. Uh, it depends. <laughs> See? You won't look me in the face. <laughs> you get that other look. <laughs> yeah. What if I show up on the Euro? Can I take it on the Euro? Nope. Damn it. <laughs> we can test you. I've tested a few three-wheelers, um, and it's always fun because, you know, I have to tell them, well, okay, when you're turning on a three-wheeler, there's a couple things you need to know, blah 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 mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Of course, usually it's on the spider. There's the little light flashes. That's the spider telling you to act your age, okay? Great. Thanks for coming in. Your computer can really ride. You guys, you guys do classes with the with the spider? No, but if people need to come no. and test with us, okay, we'll do it sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Your computer knows how to stop. Good job. We do. We 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 do. Uh, yeah. No. No. We don't train. Spiders. Is there is there anything that you think the MSF should be doing that they're not? Um, well, you know, MSF has had for some time now on street training and I fought like crazy back in the 90s to try and start on street training and I was laughed off the place of the you know totally laughed off well MSF several years back came out with an on street program and they've got the advanced rider course which is you know a, a nice step up from what we used to call the ERC now they're calling it the BRC too but the problem is you get all these courses that are going to improve people's skills, but you go back to people mm. and nobody wants to spend the money to go out and actually find out how they really ride. They don't. It's a very small group of people who are really dedicated to improving their skills and actually getting an idea where their skill set mm. is. Most people don't want to know. They like their little... Why are you looking at me like that? Stop it. <laughs> Gee, I'm good. 
at least I think I'm good. So yeah, it's kind of sad. They've done a lot. I mean, I give them their props. They've come out with they've come out with enough paying courses that you could run that uh, make your head spin. And I don't know of any place on, in the country that actually has a full catalog that they offer. And it, there's just not the demand for a lot of that stuff. People haven't figured out that motorcycle riding should be continuing education. Is there not demand here for the on-street course? You know, there might be some. I, I I get inquiries now and then, but it's not going to be enough people or folks willing to fork out the dollars to make it viable. So it's not like an on-street BRC. It's like a an, an on-street ERC? Oh, no. You're actually setting up an entire uh, route that goes everywhere from, you know, in-town congestion to rural. And I always thought Ogden was perfect because we can do in-town traffic, rural, and be up in Snow Basin in less than a half hour. <laughs> you know, a little trapper's loop in there and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh so no, no, basically you set up your own routes and you go for it. But once again, now you're talking equipment and insurance and all sorts of stuff because you've got to have uh, the specified bike-to-bike communicators, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And by the time you get done with, you know, expensive training and equipment and everything else, you throw all that into the mix, you've got to have enough people to make it actually worthwhile. The, the sad truth is there is there there is a business aspect to the whole thing. Yeah. You, you know, you can't, until we find a benefactor that wants to foot the bill, cover everything, and just let us all do it for free, it's got to make a little bit of sure. money. You know, those, those bikes that fall down in the parking lot <laughs> don't fix themselves. <laughs> and, and they don't suddenly appear by themselves either. Uh, you you can even you can see that same effect in microcosm. I mean, if you look at if you could see our schedule, you'd see BRC, 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 occasional BRC two, BRCs again for a month, one BRC two again, mm-hmm. and e- even at the well, slight and, and step up. I get up, these people that are, I get people that are adamant about wanting to take an experienced class of BRC two, you know, and, and and that's fine. They're really adamant, and then you throw dates at, and ah, oh, that doesn't work. Or the one I really love is. Well, you know, I live in Ogden. I don't know if I want to go to Salt Lake. Uh, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. You're an experienced rider. It's like, you know, get in the bike and 40 miles away. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't want to ride a motorcycle that long. My butt hurts. Well, well, well that's a, that's like a 40-mile drive, you know. I, I, yeah, that's a long ways to go. And I'm like, well, then you really ought to think about taking a basic course. <laughs> Which point they hang up. <laughs> if you think 40 miles is a long trip. You really ought to think about your life <laughs> and the choices you've made. <laughs> I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> and, and we all know, and we all know that people in Utah County think that everything around Point of the Mountain is like you know going into another. I don't know another reality. Oh wait a minute, no, it is. <laughs> We're outside Utah County. Dun dun. Don't look at anything. Don't talk to the people. <laughs> Every time I stop, someone tries to hand me whiskey. You know, we, we joke about that, but I've taken a phone call just like that. It was like 11 o'clock at night on a weekend. My phone rings, and my friend, guy I used to work with, 
He's like, hey, you busy? I'm like, no. He's like, all right, listen. I'm going to hand the phone to my wife. Tell her prostitution is not legal in Las Vegas. And I was like, why? He's like, because I've been driving for 12 fucking hours and I want to spend the night somewhere. God damn it. And she won't let me stop because she thinks it's legal here. Wow. 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 Yeah. Unreal. When really, when really, just across the border on the other side of uh, Wendover is where you'll find the brothel. <laughs> yeah, you just got to keep driving north. And I'm like, why, why are you calling me? What am I, the fucking authority on prostitutes? You were all he had. You were his lifeline. Too. I was his lifeline, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I was his one, one worldly friend who could tell him or tell her. Cool. Well, if you're in Utah and you want to uh, crash a few of somebody else's bikes, give us a call at Utah Rider Ed. Dale, thanks so much for being on with us tonight. Thanks, man. Thanks, Captain America. So it's good. So uh, that was that was pretty interesting stuff talking to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It didn't didn't go in exactly the directions I was expecting. But Not at all good. what I was expecting. I didn't research it, mm-hmm. but I thought MSF had owned California for all this time. Yeah, that's a total shock to me. And I, I some of that I suppose is you know it's that MSF more so than you know the Idaho Oregon stuff has a marketing limb. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they make sure you know MSF is there. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. It just, it just seems weird to me. I'll be interested to see where they land. You yeah. know, if MSF is if MSF is backing off on some of their more unreasonable stuff yeah. or just, you know, stuff that different people don't like and willing to work a little bit, then, you know, who knows? They may stick around. Well, you know what? That's something we could, I, we should have asked him. Cause he was saying on one hand, California wanted it in writing that they could tweak the program if mm-hmm. they needed. Well, California wanted it in writing. They could tweak the program when they wanted. Right. And that's the key thing there. It's but the when thing. It also sounded like the MSF was giving programs more freedom to do tweaking. Well, it wasn't to do tweaking. They were giving them freedom to choose from different options within their realm okay but still that's the key thing you're still within you're you're still by the book and you know the nature of anything like msf is you've got to kind of stick with the book right i mean you you can't you can't take two samples from you know two classes you know i had a really fat guy in one class and so we need 400s now you know okay um you know a student uh did a headlight stoppy with the tu 250 poor poor tu 250 (laughs) we can't do tu 250s anymore the brakes are too strong i mean this is the kind of shit you hear but you need a sample set for it to be real. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> there's a decent chance that these students just sucked. And the one dude was just that. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it happens. So, so that, that's, that's the thing they got going for them. Quite honestly, if I was to pick MSF's big advantage, it's the freaking sample set. Okay. I mean, if they're doing statistical sampling, they have a real sample set. Yeah. Okay. So the listener feedback is, you know, you get to keep your job. Oh, good. And you get good. ice cream. That's great. But there's one thing I don't get. So Al wrote in mm-hmm. saying, I have one request. Can you get Claire to do a review of the Super Tenere? I like that bike and would like an honest view on it. Why Claire? I don't Claire, think we could. Claire can't. See the top of the Super Tenere. He, he knows that there must be a seat somewhere on that bike, but he can't see it. If Claire got on a Super Tenere, 
It's because someone put in a quarter someone to make it go. Boosted him to it. <laughs> someone lifted him up and placed him atop the super tenoret. And then put a quarter in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> I think you may be a little confused about what Claire is riding. Claire rides a Tiger 800. And even then, that's... He's still, and it still kind of looks like someone lifted him up there. Yeah. The, the Super 10... No, I'm pretty sure he can't see over the seat. I, like, if there's a Super 10 array parked in front of his Tiger, he'd never find his Tiger. I don't know what how he would hold it up. Uh, he wouldn't. He'd fall over. <laughs> he'd, like, have his... his the same way we sat on my Strom. <laughs> and somebody was holding... Charlie was holding the back of the bike. And so Claire was, Claire was sitting on all the tall bikes just for the fun of it. <laughs> Showing how far his feet were off the ground. Al, do you just want to see a picture of Claire on a Super 10? Now, that I could give you. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> that would be pretty good. I know there's a ground here somewhere, but we, I don't know where. We could make that happen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I've ridden a Super 10. Yeah, I have too. I loved it. It's pretty nice. Yeah. It's a big, long stretch. For that's it's a monster. That's the thing I remember the most about the bike is it's a stretch forward. It's mm-hmm. just the, the cockpit. Just you're waving at the windshield. I didn't find it near as bad. Of course, I'm used to the Strom, which has you know a tremendous far out in front of you presence already. So yeah, and I'm used to the Buell, which doesn't, which has nothing in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) What's in front of you? Uh, The road, (laughs) stuff. (laughs) (laughs) This coffee, my nicotine, and my caffeine. Yeah, you gotta go. (laughs) Gotta stay skinny somehow. I'm on a diet now. (laughs) (laughs) What have you learned, Todd? I've learned that there are more food groups than I ever thought before. What have you learned? I've learned I'm going on the ATF diet. <laughs> That's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Help, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Superman!